You're listening to the Debunked Daily Podcast with Mike Bolton. Uncovering the truth behind the news, we dive deeper down the rabbit hole, shedding light on ways to thrive outside of the system in this strange new world. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. Uh, Seems like I'm never going to get around to the uh, think tanks, documents, and simulations. The, uh, well... Don't worry, I'm, I'm getting around to it. I, I'm working on the uh, Spars pandemic document, but uh, you know, it's detailed stuff and I definitely, I want to do, when I release each one of these, I want it to be very thorough for each one. I really want to go into some detail uh, in regards to what these documents cover, right? But anyway, in the meantime, um, there's plenty to talk about, so I'm basically going to weave in and out during this uh, season of the podcast in which I will, I'll talk about other things that are happening, obviously, <laughs> right now, and then occasionally I'll pop back in and I'll, and I'll do one of these episodes where I'm talking about the think tanks, the documents, and the uh, simulations that these the powers that be likes to release for the public to telegraph what they're doing so that uh, you going along with it is implied consent. But that's another episode altogether. <laughs> what I want to talk about in this episode here is um, how to stay sane in a strange world. Because I think for those of us who know what's going on right now, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not the easiest time for us, right? Uh, we all kind of came into this journey a little bit differently. Uh, some people have been awake to, to this agenda or the... Uh, or at least to the, you know, aware that there were, there was a sort of uh, a ruling class, something, something happening, a shadow, a shadow government, right? Something, something a little bit deeper. And they've been aware, aware of that for 10 years, 20 years for some people even. And because I know that 9-11 was a big one for a lot of people. I've I've met quite a few people now where 9/11 was kind of their big awakening. Even my brother, he uh who's younger than me. And I'm I'm 34. He's like 29. He told me that 9/11, even though he was super young when that would have happened, he said that that was a big like eye-opener that there was something else going on. But he told me that, like, he didn't really delve deep or, you know, dive down the rabbit hole till he was maybe 16 or, like, at least in his, like, late teens or whatever. Then he started going deeper down into it. I'm a little bit thankful in a way. I'm a little bit happy that uh, I do have a brother who, you know, 
was a conspiracy theorist, was a conspiracy realist, you know, for, for so long because he planted, he planted some seeds in my mind over time where it's like, I just knew certain things. I I knew certain things before this COVID-19 happened. You know, I knew that there was a, uh, there was the Rothschild family. I knew that there was the, I knew about, I knew about George Soros and a big eye opener for me personally was when, um, when Europe, when Europe was starting to kind of lose their instability and you were hearing about, um, well, if you followed like alternative media sources, you'd be hearing more about like sort of how they were flooding Europe with refugees and specifically refugees, but immigrants from other countries like Syria and um, Saudi Arabia, I believe. And, oh, and Somalia too, I believe. Uh, And they were flooding Europe with these refugees to purposely destabilize European countries. That was like George Soros primarily with his Open Societies Foundation. He was responsible for that attack on Europe. And so I I became a lot more aware when I realized that that was happening to Europe. So really, I guess part of my awakening actually came uh, probably around... 2015, 2016, I became aware of that sort of like European battle that was taking place. And like, this was around about the time too, where it seemed like they were trying to ramp up some sort of like Islamophobia and this and that. And um, it almost seems like they were kind of playing that up they were sort of taunting people with that that Islamophobia thing because they were being very blatant right you're allowing for example um, radical because within every religion there there are your radicals right so they were allowing like say uh, radical Islam to sort of through mass, mass refugee immigration into these European countries to flood Europe with the most toxic sort of radical Islam individuals, mostly men, apparently, like middle-aged men. Not a lot of women and children, but mostly just men to flood into these European countries. And you were hearing things like, about women being attacked on the streets and this and that. Because these were, again, the most radical members of Islam who believed that, you know, women were women of another uh, religion were, were basically theirs for the taking when they uh, flooded them into Europe. Anyway... Getting very off topic from where I actually wanted to go. <laughs> um, 
I, I wanted to talk about uh, <laughs> I wanted to talk about uh, sanity in a strange world, and I wanted to I just want to talk about like some things that have kind of helped me along this uh, along this journey since COVID hit. Um, I'm not trying to say that I have it down to a T, but do any of us really have it figured out, completely figured out in these times, right? I'm, um, I'm just doing the best I can, you know, I'm, um, I'm just really trying to stick to my values. That's not that's not even really the problem for me. It's because um, I am very much a principled person. It's not. It's not actually easy being a principled person in uh, in this world, but I've found that for for years now. You know, when you're a person that actually uh, stands. in your sort of, uh, in your dignity, in moments where everyone else is just kind of going with the grain and you're willing to stand up and go against the grain. You know, I think I've been doing that for, for a long time, to be honest. Never really just been a follower. Not gonna lie. There's been times where if something was... Um, If it didn't matter that much, right? And it wasn't something important. Where I'm thinking about school, kind of, I'm thinking back to like elementary school, middle school, high school, where it's like, you know, they told everyone to go line up over there as you were going to be taking off for a trip or something like that. A school trip, let's say. It's not like you would not do that. Like, that's not who I was. I wasn't just some, like, uh, you know, mindless uh, shit disturber, right? But when it came down to anything, like, that had to do with principle, your values, your morals, if it really went against my, mal- my, my morals or values, that's where I actually would, I would stand my ground. And I just found that other people throughout my life you started to wonder, where does this person's morals or values actually begin? And it's like, we have a lot of people here in Canada right now where they, they'll stand up and put on this facade that they're strong and this for a lot of things that don't matter at all. But what we're seeing right now is when it comes to things that actually matter in the world and things that are highly controversial and controversial and things that aren't government approved, not the easy way, not the path that's already taken. We have a lot of individuals who will take that, they'll take the paved path as opposed to going into the bush and just fucking creating their own path, right? They'll go that easier route. They'll go that route that the establishment is feeding them. 
And that's what we're seeing. Look at what these people, look at the things that they're getting all quote unquote worked up about right now. Like it's all government approved messages. Like even for example, with the native Indian residential schools, now all of a sudden these people are supposedly up in arms, they're virtue signaling. Oh, the 250, 215 bodies found at the native, Indi- uh, native Indian residential schools. Now I'm upset. Now I'm angry. Yeah, but also Trudeau's talking about it right now even. Even he's acknowledging it. So it's government approved. But these people will never stand for anything that is not establishment approved with the fucking check mark beside it. What kind of a fucking um, activist are you? If, if, if all your messages are pre-approved by the government, like, it's very obvious what you're doing here. This is just a big virtue signaling fest for you. And you would never go against the grain and stand for something that you actually believe in. And you know what actually takes some balls is, is doing that, going against the grain. I'd love to see any of these people who, are, who boast about being a hero while they wear their mask and take their jab and pretend that they're saving lives as if they're a soldier going off to war. It's like, ha. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're, we're, not, we're not buying it. But I'd love to see, again, I'd love to see you do something that is actually tough. Like stand up to a tyrannical government. Okay? Go against the rules. Walk into a store without a mask. I know. I know. For those of you who have been doing it all the time now, like my like myself, it's not exactly it's not what we put on the pedestal of brave or you know, hard things that you can do. Now don't get me wrong. There are certain places right now which to go in there, they got fucking security, all this, the, you know, the employees are going to give you a hard time, all this. Yeah, it's something, you know, it's a little tougher. But this is nothing in comparison to what our ancestors had to do, right? And I'm not going to glorify war like they do. Because you got to realize as well, war, war is just a way, (laughs) war, war is a racket. That's a book. You should read it. It's by Smedley Butler, uh, a war general. And he basically talks about how war is just, it's all about profit and control And I don't know if he mentions it in the book, but it's also about depopulation. And I don't know if he knew that at the time or or if he didn't know that. Uh, But it's something I, I don't think he mentioned that is also part of it, too. It's about profit. It's about power. 
But it's also about depopulation. Anyway, my lord, sanity in a strange world. Okay. Uh, number one. And I, I almost want to say I wish I started earlier. But I think everything is played out as it, as it needs to, you know. I spent the first part of this bullshit agenda. So my 2020, I spent a lot of time with family. I spent more time with family. Um, and I think that, uh, that was important. I actually got, I, I always, I've always had a good relationship with my brother, but I would say that we got, uh, a lot closer since 2020. So I hate to be, I, I'm not really down for this fluffy, like, oh, the silver lining of 2020, 2021. Like I could imagine someone, you know. Someone being like some of the some of these pro maskers <laughs> who pretend like everything's normal or whatever or the new normal. Um, yeah, my relationship with my brother got like a lot better, and uh, so that that was and you know I think I I got closer with my sister too. I got closer with my mom as well. In these times, you really you. I've always valued my family, like, very much, very much. But this just took it to a new level because you just realized, like, this shit is very fucking serious. And you've got to get right with with everybody. Your family, you know, your your friends. you got to get right with, like, the universe. you got to get right with the creator. you got to right, get, get right with, with God. And like, we'll, we'll get to that later on. I wasn't raised to be religious. I was not, I did not grow up with religion. I didn't go to like Sunday church or anything like that. But these times have kind of pointed me more in that direction. Um, I was going to say though, I spent the first year kind of like with family, with some close friends and this. I'm trying to gauge what was going on in 2020. I was doing social media for restaurants and this, so I was also kind of like able to kind of work from home and things like that. So I actually, funnily enough, I did kind of almost the equivalent of what the powers that be would have wanted people to do. But not, but there's one part of what I did in 2020. I mean, to be honest, I, I also, I did some, I did some things they wouldn't want me to do. Um, but yeah, like I, I just wasn't quite out there as much as I am now. Let's put it that way. I, um, you know, I was still meeting up with like, with buddies and this and that. I was also kind of like, I was, I was trying to educate some people as well, like face to face, you know, uh, even some friends who weren't awake at the time, meet up, 
grab some beers or whatever and uh, shoot the shit and, and kind of talk about this if they didn't already know about it. And there's two guys I'm thinking of in particular where I think I opened their eyes a little bit. One guy, one guy in particular and the other guy, eh, he's a little uh, on the fence or whatever. He doesn't, I don't, I don't think he knows what to make of this. Anyway, um, the thing that I didn't do for the first year that I almost wish I started earlier, but again, I'm now repeating myself. Um, it uh, everything played out. Everything played out exactly as it was supposed to. On my end, um, the powers that be, I'm sure everything is kind of going along exactly as they want too. But um, we'll see, right? We'll, we'll probably surprise them a little bit. I think they, they really honestly think that uh, maybe they think uh, humanity is a little bit dumber than we, than we are. Although, <laughs> a lot of sheep out there. But I think those of us who are awake are very awake. Very awake. Um, the thing that I could have started earlier but did not until basically 2021 is the freedom rallies okay let's get into the actual subject matter of this podcast it's sanity in a strange world so freedom rallies number one people go to these things and um you know they're they're great first of all but you know you hear people saying things like uh Oh, but they don't actually make a difference. We've been doing these free freedom rallies every Saturday, and uh, and they don't they don't make a difference. We haven't seen that much change or whatever. You know, oh, you can you can get very pessimistic with these with these things, right? But I don't think that's what the freedom rallies are about. I think the freedom rallies what they're best for. Now, don't get me wrong; there will be a time because you can look at the United Kingdom, for example, and you'll see like their freedom rallies are pretty fucking large. You know, like a million people or more, and yeah, so they can be powerful, right? But. They're one part of the battle, uh, but they're all, what they are definitely good for is to meet people. As simple as that, they're, that's what they're good for. They're good for meeting people. And we, we're in this world now where it's like you've, you've come along during this year and a half, you may have lost some of your, your old friends because they ended up being a lot less awake. I'm pretty lucky. Uh, some of my some of my best friends, some of my close friends, are actually fairly awake. So, so that's great. Um, but I guess not everyone is as lucky. I've heard a lot of people, they say they've like even like they're not even talking to family right now. They've lost friends. They've, you know, they've kind of like, they've lost some people all along, along the way. 
right? And um, <laughs> so this is really good because you're going to meet a lot of like like-minded people. And, you know, I would highly encourage people to live, live right now as if. Live right now as if it's uh, 2018. <laughs> like, get together and have a, a big barbecue with a, a bunch of friends. You know what I mean? You know, invite some, uh, invite some family by. Uh, if you need to convince them a little bit, Tell them, uh, I don't know, <laughs> convince them as much as you can, right? But I know there's levels to this shit, like some are, are very, asleep, very asleep. But if you can, you know, coax someone who's a little afraid or whatever, or, or not even af- not afraid of the virus or whatever, but they've just kind of been playing along, they've been wearing their mask and all this, tell them to come by. They don't have to wear a mask or anything like that, you know? Like, now, don't get me wrong. we got to be a little more careful now with these vaxxed fucking viral shedders. But... <laughs> yeah. What do you guys... Uh, what do you guys think about this viral shedding? Oh, my God. Fucking crazy. I'm seeing some crazy shit. People are becoming magnetized. I'm seeing people posting... Videos sticking magnets and keys and different metals to themselves. It's fucking crazy. And that's people as well. Like, of course, there's the ones who took the vax. But then there's these other ones who they've never even took it. But they've just been spending a little too much time getting a little too close with the the vaxxed. These non-unvaccinated people getting a little too close with the vaxxed. So we do have to be a little bit careful with that. But like more than anything, I come back to number one, freedom rallies. You're going to meet like-minded people. You're going to meet the maskless, non-vaxxed, freedom-minded, just amazing individuals, you know. And we – it's so funny how – Back in the day, we might not have known just how much of a separation there was between people. If you went to, say, a, a house party or something or, a, or you, a wedding or some event, you know, you'd get a glimpse of who people were. But, like, nothing has really separated people as much as this. And I hate to say it, but it's also shown us who who are like the best souls in the world. Like, who are the best people out there, right? I don't mean best because they're like the most athletic, the most attractive, the most uh, 
Although some of us are both those. Um, <laughs> okay, what I mean to say is this. I mean, the people who are just on the right path, like, that's the thing that just separates separates people. It's like, how good is your intent, right? And the the biggest common denominator against the people or of the people that I see on this side, the truthers slash freedom fighters slash whatever the fuck you want to call this group of people, is that we value truth We value integrity. We actually want real equality, but like real equality, not the bullshit version that the establishment sells you and, you know, uses actually to the point of destruction, right? You have people thinking, subscribing to the BLM ideology and thinking that they're part of like a good movement. It's like, sorry to say, you are not. You are participating in a very satanic agenda. It's BLM is is completely about division. It's not about unity. And actually, they're pretty straightforward with that. It's they even say they're they're not about unity. Like they, BLM kind of hates white people. <laughs> So the freedom rallies, that'll, um, that'll get you in line with the people that you need to meet. I guarantee, no matter who you are, if you go out to the freedom rallies, you're going to, you are going to meet people. Uh, you could be, you could be a shy person. You could be an outgoing person. You could be somewhere in between but you are going to find the right people. But you got to put yourself out there a little bit. Put yourself out there a little bit, you know. Introduce yourself to some people. But you are going to find uh, the right people. You're going to get closer to where you need to be in regards to this. And it actually could end up making a very big difference, these, these connections. Because we're creating like a web within society of people who are connected to other people. And that's something where they, the powers that be, it really fucks up their game when the people start to create webs and communities and connections with other like-minded people who aren't putting up with their bullshit who aren't buying it, who aren't eating up that um, that mainstream agenda and are instead going uh, very much like completely in the opposite direction. We can we can really actually fuck up their game quite a bit just by connecting with other like-minded people and creating that network that sort of like support for each other. Of course, we're all out here. We're uh, 
also trying to make our money. And the problem is, though, the money is also part of their game. The powers that be. Money is like a mechanism for control. Notice how they have everyone worried about, oh, I got to pay my taxes. I got to pay my mortgage. I got to pay down this debt. I got to try and save after I pay for the two cars, the mortgage, the kids, the food, the electricity bill, blah, blah, blah. And they keep people in this rat race. Hamster wheel. You know, just come it like in this uh, circle or cycle of uh, of bullshit. Never, never waking up. Never doing anything. Doing anything more. Never, you know, traveling. Never questioning things. Never going off and doing something crazy, something unique, creative, whatever. Um, hey. I, I'm not trying to say that everyone's like this. And that and that is another thing too. These people at the Freedom Rallies, man, they're you know, they're they're good people. They're open minded people. They're they're people who can probably they can tell you a story too. They have they probably they they've lived a lot of life, you know what I mean? Like you could be talking to someone who's 23 years old or 25 years old, 28 years old, 30 years old, 35 years old, but they'll, there's a reason why they're there. They're very awake, right? And they probably had other, like they've had life experiences that led them to where they are right now. And I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish the life of anyone who's currently asleep, Right? I actually know some good people who are asleep right now, but they have, they clearly have some demons. They got something that's blocking them from seeing the light, from embracing the light, the truth, and seeing this for what it is, because it's very clear this is bullshit. Right? But the freedom fighters, the truthers, we don't run from the light. We don't run from the truth. When someone tells us something we don't know, we say, okay, thanks for telling me about that. Or I didn't know that. Or, huh, okay, I'm going to do some more research on that. But we don't dismiss it. That's the biggest difference. Is some of these people, uh, when you tell them tell them something they don't know or that scares them a little bit or is not the establishment narrative or whatever, is a weird, icky thought for them. They dismiss it. They dismiss it as conspiracy theory or whatever. And it's like... Well, honestly, it sucks for them. 
I'd be I'd rather be awake right now. It's not uh, it's not easy, but um, again, I think everything is working out uh, exactly as it has to go. Freedom rallies, great for meeting people, great energy, and it's so important for us as humans to just be close to other people. Um, that's definitely a part of this agenda. They want to keep people away from other people. It's the whole social distancing. Six feet. Six. The number six. The satanic number six. <laughs> feet away from people. Let's not pretend like that's not a thing. Uh, the six. Has to be six. Not five. Not seven. Um... Yeah, it's, it's all about like separating people. The Freedom Rallies are also great because what you forget is how it, important it is to be around other people. Uh, again, I've heard of things about the microbiome and like our immune systems. Our immune systems are built on germs. Our immune systems are built off of uh, being around other people, right? And... You know, <laughs> oh God, I don't know if I can say this one. No, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that. Well, actually, let me, um, I'll take a different spin on it. I'm going to say, uh, throughout my twenties, throughout my twenties, I played in a lot of bands and I, with the different shows we played, at various venues, I would uh, come across a lot of different people, right? Strangers, uh, you know, of course, my band members, different people we knew. And it was, you know, we'd, I would be surrounded by, in the course of a night, hundreds of different people, you know. Sometimes it's just a little, a little quick sh- shake of the hand, nice to meet you whatever, whatever. But other times it's like, you know, you're having more of a, you know, a closer conversation with the person and all this. And this is like that microbiome connection we have between people. It's very important. So I found that throughout my life, as my life has gone on, I feel like I've been like more, I've gotten closer with people. And uh, I think that that's actually been good for my immune system. Because when I was a kid in elementary school, I kind of felt like maybe this is just me looking back now or whatever, but like I don't know. I just, I honestly probably, I, I probably don't remember it like completely in detail enough, but I, I just know that like as my connections and closeness with a lot of people really grew throughout my twenties and I'm talking like, you know, connections with like hundreds of people, 
you'd run into people sometimes you'd uh, all this my immune system got better and better and I'm, I'm not making this shit up it's like my exposure to the you know what some would it, it doesn't pay well to be a um, a uh, hypo hypochondriac in this world you know to live in a bubble right it's all about exposing yourself to different germs to different people all this you know bacteria all this build yourself a fucking immune system <laughs> that's basically actually all I wanted to say <laughs> so it's important to get around people long story short freedom rallies get out there do that okay <laughs> you'll thank yourself Because what they, what they want to do is they want to keep people in a fucking sterilized bubble right now. Just living at home. Work from home. Order your food to your home. Order online, you know. Uh, social media from home. So your social life is from home. And unfortunately, there's people who like this a little too much. You know, I guess when they read Brave New World, it was like a fantasy to them. And unfortunately, they've been sold too much on this tech thing. And they think it's going to be glorious. But what they don't realize is we're entering into a fucking technocratic, uh, like, super high-tech dictatorship, right? And like, to be honest, this is fucking weird. But I actually understand... Where these people are coming from. I don't agree with it, right? But I actually like technology, okay? A lot of my jobs for the past six years, everything I've been doing for the past six years has been related to like sales, marketing, technology, social media, okay? So... I don't, and I'll also add like advertising and, and, you know, but anyway, (laughs) I'm not against that world. I'm actually, I was very much a part of that world. Um, but unfortunately also I've, uh, part of my journey is I've also realized how destructive all those things are sales, marketing, advertising, big tech, uh, social media. It, I see them also as a double-edged sword because all all they are at the end of the day is tools, right? They're using these tools against us. They're using sales against us, marketing against us, advertisement against us, big tech against us. You know, they're using those things against us, the people. But I understand why these people like it so much. Your average person out there fucking when they're walking down the street with their fucking double mask and shit. Uh, and they're... They got they got played. They got, like, sold on this uh, super high-tech utopian dream world. Like, they've seen things in television and movies and this that paints it in like a cool 
interesting, beneficial way. And a part of them is so cur- I'm literally saying this now, like I've, I've thought about these things only briefly, but they've, through these different shows, these high tech shows that people are watching, it's predictive programming. And what they're probably doing is they're teaching these people like, well, you kind of want to see where this goes, right? You want that little hovercraft where when you order a fucking Uber, a little hovercraft shows up at your place and you hop in. And as long as you have your immunity passport, you hop in and then it goes and picks up your friend and then you go to the beach and, you know, all is well. And if you want some food, you order a drone that brings you food right to the beach. Now, these people are so curious about the future, maybe, that they're getting sold into this big tech, technocratic, AI, transhumanist, um, <laughs> medical tyranny world and a part of them is so curious about it that it actually wants to continue down this road just to see where it goes man I'm being completely honest with you here this is something that I've actually never never even thought about so clearly as a as right now where I realize why these people maybe got sold so hard on this dream, this fake reality that they're setting up. Unfortunately, when you realize what it's, what the true, what the true uh, agenda of all of this is, you, you can't dig it anymore. You can't, uh, you're just not down. I'm, I'm a little bit more turned off by, um, Technology, but again, it's a double-edged sword. You know, um, we can use technology to our own advantage, right? But I've just become so anti-state, right? I'm all about like counter-economics, voluntarism, self-sustaining communities, working from the the outside of the system. I, I like. It gets to the point where you ask yourself, how could I pay taxes to this, this government? Are you fucking kidding me? It's a joke. And when you're this awake, it uh, becomes a thing where it's like, it would actually be, it's like putting on a mask. It's shameful. You yourself, you feel great shame in participating in that system. All right. Number two. Number two is maskless shopping. You could probably call that step two in this little game. This little freedom fighter game, this battle 
But it's kind of fun to make it into a game for yourself, for your own uh, peace of mind. It helps to maybe see the world as kind of like a video game, right? A lot of stuff doesn't uh, doesn't make sense, doesn't align with your values, right? You have these non-player characters throughout life that have these weird opinions, right? Like wearing a mask is normal. Pandemic or not, wearing a little cloth mask on your face is not normal. If you want to do a full fucking hazmat suit, if it was that serious, bro, I would fucking join you. In fact, yeah, it'd be a hazmat fucking suit. Then I would see it as a little more normal. If it literally was that much of a a fucking airborne bioweapon, right? But it's not. It's all fear. And they bought it. Anyway. Maskless shopping. Number two. Maskless shopping. After you've gone to the freedom rallies, you meet a bunch of people. What's the first thing you can do? As a bit of a bonding. Bit of a bonding type of thing between the group of you. Is what you can do is you can do a, a maskless shopping event. Right? Shout out to, here in Ontario, the main guy that comes to mind for come for maskless shopping. Who, honestly, God bless this man. He's he's doing amazing things. Mask underscore exemption. Julio, uh, I don't want to put your name out there too much, but uh, <laughs> you know. The right people just present themselves, right, to those who are willing to go down uh, the the right road, and uh, I just I've personally found that just everyone who who I've met in the last six to eight months, they've all been very important in my own journey. Um, these maskless shopping events. Okay, so here's here's the thing. Here's how they also make a difference, which is also beneficial for you too, because you get to uh, you get to live. You get to be take some immediate action that is not not that tough. Like it's it's a group thing. The risk on a scale from one to ten. Is pretty low. I'd put it in the the ones, twos, or maybe threes, depending on the place you're going to. But you know, it's very rare that you're going to get tackled to the grounds. Let's just put it that way. I I've gone into quite a few shops, <laughs> especially in 2021. 2021, I just started going. Going crazy. I mean, like, well, going crazy, what I just mean is living normally again. Not giving a fuck. Going into places and just seeing what happens. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these places seem to think they can create their own rules. Is what we're starting to realize. 
I knew this was going to be a problem in Canada. I knew that we were going to have the problem where we just had these people who were so easily sort of mind-controlled or brainwashed into, into thinking this was a real pandemic. And to really, to just go along with it, for the most part, um, to a level that I wouldn't have even thought was possible, to be honest. It's pretty crazy. Um, but you're seeing some businesses who go along with that, and it's really disturbing. Um, some of them get a very get very authoritarian <laughs> and very set in their ways. But, and that that's exactly the thing with this maskless shopping is you're going to enter into that arena and the masks are a big part of this. The masks are a big part of the psychological aspect of, of what's happening here in Canada right now. Because if you took away the masks, I swear to God, if you got rid of the masks, people would actually have to start to admit this isn't a pandemic. Because the only thing that's keeping this lie going is is the masks. It, It really is that. It's like... When these people meet with each other, when you think about like your your people who bought the narrative, your your normies, your your lockdown lovers, or I don't know what these people, why they're still holding on to this pandemic narrative, right? But clearly, they I do they believe it to some regard? Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. It's so many things. It's so many things. Got this buddy uh, Tony, you know. Hard-boiled lasagna on Instagram here. His big theory is this uh, Edmund Burglar uh, kind of like Freudian, like subliminal desire that people have to sort of destroy themselves because the world is a... It's an Edmund Burglar um, who is a psychoanalyst. It was his theory of sort of the world is such a dangerous place and people need to create they they need to they want to destroy themselves they don't want the world to take them so they need to create this this narrative of like i i'm I'm in control i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm not gonna let the world destroy me i'm gonna destroy myself and they choose very many different things whether it be alcohol or dangerous sort of like sports activities or whatever it might be it's like they're going to destroy or toxic relationships, or whatever it might be. It's very subliminal, right? But they choose these dangerous things because they have this deep... sort of toxicity or, like, uh, belief within them that, like, well, the world's dangerous, I'm going to destroy myself, right? So... um, Anyway, there's a lot of theories. Lost track of where I was going with that one. <laughs> Massless shopping. It's great. We actually <laughs> we flipped, we flipped, uh, we flipped a locate, we flipped Longos, the grocery store, 
Um, and there's a bit of a thing. Like some people say you should just boycott stores. That's your way of like sticking it to the man or whatever. Well, you could compare that to taxes. What does it mean if I get three or four guys or five or six or seven or ten different people across Canada who are going to say stop paying taxes as a form of protest, right? Um, <laughs> well, actually, that could mean a lot. That could actually, that could make more of a difference, Okay. Even just like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 10, uh, 100, you know, 200, 500, 1,000 men or women, men and women, across this country who stop paying taxes as a group effort. Doesn't matter where you are. You could be in fucking Halifax, you could be in Toronto. Montreal, Barrie, you could be in Saskatoon, Vancouver, it doesn't matter. You could be anywhere in this country, but you just like, you stick it to the man. You even fucking tell them, I'm not, I'm not paying your fucking taxes. The government's been a disgrace for the last year, year and a half, almost two years now. And you stick it to them like that. Um... By the way, that's it's an incredible idea, and I'm gonna have to bring that back to my uh, my group. We have a bit of a group going right now. It all ties back with this whole freedom rally thing, massless shopping. These people that you meet and all this—it's it's so important for this movement, right? It's important. It's important to get out there. I'm I'm telling you right now, taking action feels better than just dwelling on on this stuff. Like, anything you can do, doesn't matter. It can be something small. A maskless shopping event, although it seems small, it actually does, it does play a, fa- a, a, play a factor. We're all different. Some of us are going to get out there and we're going to be right in the face of police and things like this. You know, we're going to, really be on on the front lines or whatever, right? Quote, unquote. Spirit of the dance. If you're listening right now. (laughs) This girl, Dana. um, (laughs) She wrote a a post where she talked about... um, She talked about how some some freedom fighters are sort of like claiming they're on the front lines or whatever, but they're not really doing that much, you know? They're just, uh, she's like, a maskless shopping event isn't that risky, you know? It's, uh, it's child's play. You really want to step it up? Do this, blank. Whatever it might be. Uh, <laughs> you know... She she's right in some regard, right? Like ma- a maskless shopping event is not the most high risk thing, 
But is it beneficial? I would say yes. I think we've made... You can make quite a difference with a maskless shopping event. I think we're starting to... You've got to give the powers that be a question mark, you know? Throw them a, throw them a card that they weren't expecting, right? Anything that you're doing in your life that is kind of that... That horseshoe or whatever that you... That monkey wrench you throw into their shit. That... It's like... That glitch in the matrix type stuff. That Anything you can do to fuck their shit up. To throw them a curveball. Is beneficial. Right? So I don't... Actually downplay anything. As long as someone's intent is good. They come into this world, this community this truth or community. And um, if their intentions are good, and I can tell that pretty quickly, I don't care what the fuck you're doing. I don't care whether you're going to freedom rallies, maskless shopping events, um, living a healthier life and disobeying orders and getting out there more, getting in nature, seeing friends, not wearing a mask, taking vitamin D, vitamin C, Zinc, drinking cleaner water, eating more healthy, not obeying the government. That, and it's growing your own food. If if you're that person, everything I just described right there, like more healthy, healthier water, healthier food, n- not obeying government. I mean, you want to throw in not paying taxes as well. Amazing. Self-employed, into decentralized assets like silver, gold, cryptocurrency. I'm just describing the the perfect individual. I'm describing the person I want to be. (laughs) Where nothing I do involves... The government is just like not even a thing. It's like... (laughs) Ah, the government. Yes. I remember in 2021 when I still cared about the government. But now, you see, I'm a man of land. <laughs> I grow a field of dandelions and I have my crops here and there. And I have my friend down there who has supplied us with guns. And please do me a favor and fuck off, you know. Um, Massless shopping. <laughs> anyway, I come back. Massless shopping. Um, and more importantly, taking that and then living that out in your day-to-day life. Okay? Because that's the thing. For people who are a little less brave or whatever, they haven't done much of the massless shopping... If they need to do it in a group first, great. Come on out, get associated with the people, start and do it with other people. Your confidence is going to go through the roof. You would have been maybe, uh, you know, a 40% confidence will go to 60 after one massive shopping event. You did it on your own before a couple times and... You're kind of nervous. 
You go on a massive shopping event, now you're going to be a 60 or a 75. You're going to walk in there, you're going to hold your head high. And you just know, if anyone asks you, it's like, psh, the bylaw is the fucking bylaw. You're not breaking any fucking rules. In fact, it's these other people who might break the rules if they start fucking asking you too many questions. If they start asking you, oh yeah, what's your exemption? You got a doctor's note? Which, by the way, can only speak for myself, but I've never had someone fucking say that. I would laugh at them. Now, if they said that, mind you, it's 2021. This has been going on for a year and a fucking half. And now I know fully, fully we are in the right. And I know what my rights are. Um, Okay. Number three. Number three thing you can do that's so important in in this world. This crazy fucking world we're living in. Get outside. And I mean... Really get outside, get a lot closer to to nature. Get a lot, we're kind of, we're being blessed a little bit here in Canada right now. We have quite an amazing summer um, ahead of us. It's the amount of sunshine we're getting, you know. I know it's it's hot as fuck, but you'll never... You'll never hear me complaining about that. That's the thing, right? I could live... I could probably live... I should probably already be in Florida. But you know what, guys? Um, At a certain point... I was... Honestly, in the beginning, I was so much like... This is fucked. Canada is going to be fucked. Saw some deagle statistics website where it's like the main places where people are going to die apparently are the can Canada and the U S probably from vaccines, but, uh, Deagle 2025, uh, prediction of where we're going to be. And it's like something like ridiculous, like 30% of Canadians dead or 38% of Canadians dead. Some, I don't know. It was something ridiculous. It was at least, yeah, anyway, it was a large percent of Canadians would be dead by 2025, I believe it was. And it was very clear to see when you looked at these predictions that they were sparing certain countries almost um, in a very, co- in a, obviously in a very coordinated fashion. Canada and the United States were the hardest hit based on Deagle predictions. So it almost seems like they'd probably, they're probably going uh, the hardest with the vaccines and they're going to kind of slowly kill people over the next, uh, say, two to three years with these vaccines. And... Oh, yeah. So in the beginning, I was just very much like, I need to get the fuck out of this country. I don't want to be a part of this because I also didn't, you know, you think you think different things. You think, well, how are they going to kill these people? You know, 
we're talking about numbers going from, you know, 38 million or whatever to, well, to something much, much lower. I, I don't have the statistics, statistics in front of me, but it's like, Okay, the mic cut out for there for a second, uh, but it's like we. My initial instinct instinct again was to get out of this country. It was, uh, you know, I thought of it as very, um, a very dangerous place to be, with everything going on right now, and. So I thought about Mexico and, or maybe Thailand, all these places, right? But like, or maybe, you know, the US, of course, Texas and Florida have done very well. And I know a lot of people question like, why would you go somewhere so exotic as Mexico or Thailand? It's like, trust me, I just, based on what I saw with the Deagle numbers and based off of what I've heard is sort of the plan and this and that, or even just kind of like what I briefly know of those countries from what I've seen. It's like, I feel like those countries, they have a bit more time to spare. Uh, say Thailand and Mexico, for example, they're a little more, they're a little more sparse. I think with their sort of totalitarian agenda, they're letting those countries kind of like live more normally right now. Uh, Canada, the US, New Zealand, Australia, the UK, we're very much a part of like a more totalitarian crackdown right now, right? So if you want to kind of get out to the outside and be on the outside looking in, you could go there, right? But again, I came back to more of like, I realized, I've realized now it also because my family wouldn't leave. I can't get my whole family to just pack things up and go. Um, so I had to like come up with a different plan. And now I think my plan is more based around staying here, fighting the good fight. And then 
if you need a uh, shit hits the fan sort of backup plan, then go from there. But I'm also looking to imp- implement more of a shit hits the fan scenario in my life, even to begin with, to be more geared towards like living off the land, that kind of thing, hunting, protecting yourself, all these, have a community, all these things before it even happens. I just want to be better prepared for that to begin with. I think I already said number three, get outside. Get outside. Get your vitamin D. Sunlight is so important, right? And we need to connect more with nature because these times are more tough. It's not... The world's not what it used to be. Things are a little more tough. Things are... We're being pushed away from nature. They want to keep you away from nature. So you have to go the opposite way. And you have to get more back in touch with nature. There's a lot of things you can do. Get out in the forest. Get out in lakes. Do fucking cold plunges, which I've done. I've also taken cold showers for two years now, I would say, which are fucking amazing. And and what they're really great for is to tap into another part of yourself where you're just more willing to pull the trigger on hard things. Cold showers are really good for that. They're good for doing hard things. It, it, it taps your mind into doing things that are a little hard. Because every time you go into the cold shower, it's not like it's like, oh, it's going to be more warm this time. No, no, no. It's going to be as cold, if not colder. It's always the same. It's always going to be tough those first few seconds when you go into the cold shower you know you think to yourself oh but that can be that tough well start doing it you'll see what I mean and I'm not saying it's that tough right I'm just saying it will build that thing in you where it's like doing hard things becomes more an everyday thing right Start taking cold showers. It's going to start... It's going to be easier to start tapping into that part of yourself that is okay with doing hard things. And I mean, in this world that we're dealing with right now, that's a very useful skill to have to do hard things because we're going to have to do some hard things. But get outside... Get outside with friends, go for a walk, go for a bike, rollerblade, go for a cold plunge. Go camping. That's another idea that I've had recently. I almost want to go camping on my own, you know? I don't know if you can even fucking rent out some uh, camping spots right now. It's almost like most camping or parks are probably closed right now. Oh, because of the COVID in the wilderness. Oh my God. Or maybe they're open now. I don't even fucking know. 
Um, I don't pay attention to their bullshit. That's the thing. These days. But get outside. It will remind you who you really are. It will connect you back to this this universe. It will let you know there is a greater power going on here. And it's, uh, they want to disconnect people from that, you know. It doesn't work on uh, a large percentage of us, right? Trying to throw us off guard where we keep coming back. We keep coming back to like that just steadfast, like good, good morals, good values, you know, the earth, the universe, equality, all this, like living the best life you can, no guilt, nothing like that, but they want to throw you off. Fuck that. And when you get back to nature, it reminds you, you were never meant to be controlled by anyone. Okay, so let's talk about the S word. Spirituality. I know. It's not the S word you were expecting. Um, So, again, as I said earlier, briefly, uh, I wasn't raised religiously and like I didn't go to Sunday church or anything like that you know religion was a very it was sparsely it was sprinkled throughout my life not a lot of it not a lot of it I didn't grow up reading the the bible or very much or anything like that but I, my, belief in God or the, uh, the supernatural or the afterlife or, you know, life, death, all that, um, I think it comes from a, uh, comes from a different place. Again, my spirituality wasn't born from a, a book, not the Bible, anything like that, right? So, uh, but one thing about me is uh, I sort of had a very, you know, I my dad died when I was 14 years old. He was 47, had a heart attack, and he died, right? So it's like, <sighs> when something like that happens... You either get in touch with your spirituality or you don't. And if you don't, I feel like it's going to be tough for you because, you know, that's part one or it can be a part one for people along this journey in terms of the veil being lifted, right? The Disney fantasy, the uh, that Bambi moment where the the mother dies, right? Gets shot. The mother deer. They killed Bambi's mom, right? Like, when that... That is one switch that 
in this reality of life, if that switch gets flipped, that life is not just some Disney like fantasy or whatever and people die and all this, that that's an eye-opening uh, moment that you can have as an individual. Other things in terms of a person's awakening can be those big like the the more like traumatic things that happen to us that are not happening directly to us but are happening more on a societal level. Like say... 9-11 or back in the day it would have been something like the Gulf of Tonkin or like the uh, or the Hiroshima bombing bombing or the shooting of JFK or whatever whatever it might be these sort of awakening moments something that triggers that for people right but what I'm trying to say is this. Somewhere along the line between 2020 and now, I realized the elite or the powers that be, the globalists, the Zionists, the banksters, whatever we want to call them, they, they kind of, they believe... Or so I am, I'm of the belief that they believe that they do believe in like a karmic debt. They do believe that they will suffer more in the afterlife if they are directly involved with something, right? So you'll notice that most of the stuff they try and create, it all their agendas are about getting someone else to carry forth the agenda, so that all they're doing is funding it. Like Rothschild does not actually participate in any of this, right? He just funds it. So it's like some arcade game for him. He puts in a dollar and he gets to play his little game and just see how thing how people react, right? Because every time he throws in, um, you know, another million dollars or whatever it might be to whatever various uh, arteries or veins of his pout of his control, to his tentacles throughout society. It's like he's just kind of seeing how the people react much further down below, right? And to realize it's an arcade game like that and that that's the game they're playing and how they enjoy that. Um, it, it takes some people a bit of time to wrap their head around how that works. How could someone be that uh, evil, selfish, greedy, uh, you know? And then that's just to, to begin with, right? Like you also, <laughs> they could all, they're also like Satan worshipers. They're 
all these things, right? Who who knows really what's going on in the mind of a Rothschild? You know what I mean? It's some sort of like it's sick. They enjoy the power, the control. They enjoy the. They were born into this like elite bloodline, and they think that they should essentially rule over the peasants below them, right? And they've created this great lie, this great game of deceiving the masses to never realize they're being controlled by giving them different options, you know, by, and the, and the sweeter they can make, they can sell it, you know? Oh yeah. Uber Eats to your door, Amazon. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah smartphone, all these things, you know, these people will willingly walk into their own prison cell as long as they've got Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> Spirituality, though. Karmic debt. When you realize that the elites are concerned about what happens to them in the afterlife... And that they could pay the consequences for their bad deeds, for their crimes against humanity, their crimes against gods, uh, the sons and daughters of God, the creator himself, right? Or the, uh, you know, when you think about the fact that they worry about how about what happens to them in the afterlife. It tells me that they know something that we don't know. Obviously, they're trying to hide massive amounts of information from us. And we are so far from really knowing the true reality of what this experience we are having here on Earth uh, really is. And they keep so much information from us and it's all about keeping people in that lowered state of consciousness where they can't perceive these things right but to those of us who wake up to the level where we do start to see these things it's like it's crazy and again you realize they're evil they fear What will happen to them in the afterlife? That's why they give you free will. If you think about it, really, why is there even a mask exemption bylaw? Why is there a mask exemption part of the bylaw? Now, you could think to yourself, well, there's still good people fighting for us in in bylaw within the government and and all this, right? Like, they're still, you know, they're making sure that things are ethical and still, uh, you know, we're humanitarians and all this and equality and all this, right? So we have to make sure those who are unable to wear a mask or have a medical exemption, whatever, can not wear a mask. Yeah, that's part of it. But honestly, I believe what they're doing, even with something as simple as the masks, is they're giving people free will. It's the karmic debt. And I really honestly need to do another uh, podcast on this because it's a heavy subject. It's crazy. And uh, it's something I'm super, super interested in now. 
It's this karmic debt. They feel that, again, they believe in the afterlife or reincarnation or something, and they think that they're going to pay if they do it themselves. So they make other people do it, and they give you free will, okay, to choose. You want to take the jab or not take the jab? You want to wear the mask or not wear the mask? You want to go along with the agenda or not go along with the agenda, right? But they give the people the free will because they feel that they're going to do better in the afterlife. They're going to have, in terms of the karmic debt, they're going to be, do better. They will be less judged or punished in the afterlife if they gave the people the free will to destroy themselves. Now, when you realize, though, that this is what they believe, then what you begin to understand is that There's something a lot greater going on here that we don't have the answers to. And they they know the answer. They've hidden it from us. And the reality is it probably has something to, a, along the lines of an afterlife or like if you... If you lived a certain way while here on this planet you perhaps transcend to something else maybe you come back as an eagle or a raccoon or just another human being trying to figure it out who knows (laughs) spirituality Uh, I highly recommend it because I don't know things might get crazy and it's good to get right with the creator the universe All right, let's wrap this up. After spirit, spirituality comes your money. Now, <laughs> this has also been a big eye-opener in terms of what, what I've learned about money. Money versus currency. And one of the first things I researched after I found out what the agenda was here is I started looking into money. And I started looking into the fact that Many people say millionaires are made off of, of recessions and depressions, right? People become rich in these times. And I started researching that. And one of the ways out of this bullshit, believe it or not, even though they suppress it like a motherfucker, is silver and gold, precious metals. So, as an added point, although we don't want to play the game of the state Fuck the state, fuck the Fed, fuck the central banks, fuck the whole system. We kind of still need money right now in order to get the things that we need to fight these people. 
whether it be growing our own food, having our land, having our communities, fighting back legally, you know, all the different things you need in your life. You need a place to live. You need food. With the coming potential food shortages, you, you need a lot of food. You need all these things, and we kind of need money in the meantime. But we probably don't want to play that game. Well, we don't want to play their game in the long run. We want to we want to have our own ways of transacting, our own way of working within, within a community. We need to get away from this system that they have us in where they use money as a mechanism for control. But money is important right now. And that's why I would tell people, even though I'm still figuring it out myself, right? But I'm, I'm doing okay, you know? Like, but we have, to, we have to get our money straight. We have to... For example, you shouldn't have debt. You shouldn't have credit card debt, for example. If you have a mortgage, of course, you got a mortgage. That's fine. You know, you're paying off your house. I understand. It's a very large investment. They, a house costs a lot, you know. You got a mortgage. But you shouldn't have credit card debt, right? It's about eliminating your credit card debt. Then you, uh, then you get to the point where you have, like, cash on hand. Right now, I think cash on hand is what I would suggest to people first get, you know, five to six months of all your expenses covered in cash. Like li- literally at this point, based on everything that's going on right now, I'd say would, I would have that in physical cash. Like literally in an envelope or something that you keep around the house with your cash. Because of everything that's going on right now with the impending uh, economic collapse that will happen, not immediately, but maybe in the fall of 2021, this year, I'm thinking maybe. Uh, You don't have that money on hand for, say, five to six months. Maybe you keep that in cash. That's good. Because you don't want to keep too much cash on hand. Because also cash is losing its value. Cash is better spent to put into various assets that you need. Whether it be land, tools, hunting equipment, (laughs) uh, food, big one, water and water purification products and and all that um vehicles that you might need all these things are are good it's a good trade trade your fiat currency for actual assets it's a good time because they're going to become more scarce they're going to become these assets are going to actually grow in value in the coming times because 
we we haven't seen it yet. They're really hiding it from the uh, the normies, but we're very much on the verge of of something. It. I think we're gonna see some shits. Maybe or, maybe, it's a slow, subliminal shift into a totalitarian state. Maybe it's just literally that subtle where they never actually let anything get too crazy and they just allow people to voluntarily take the shot until 75 to 80% of the population takes it and then they kill off those people via 5G because these people will now be magnetized or whatever the fuck is going on or sterilized or whatever. And those people will breed themselves. Well, they'll be... It's real Darwinism, really. But they'll be taken out. Only leaving the... The awake people? I don't know. I don't know. And perhaps that's exactly what happened and that's why the Bible itself even came into existence. Maybe it's all a cycle. Who knows? Money. Get your money straight. Maybe even consider like if you get to a certain point Open a business. It's a good time to open a business, but not any business. You got to open up a business that's very uh, defensive, very much against their system right now. I have uh, a couple ideas for business, businesses, aside from what I'm, what I'm doing with the uh, – Social media marketing, you know, restaurant marketing, this and that, and uh, cryptocurrency, and these things is, um, I have a couple other business ideas, but it's a good time to transition or uh, think of creative ideas to make money outside of their system. Um I feel like private, like, clubs and things like that, like small communities, could be a very a very good thing for people to sort of, like, work on a counter-economic basis. Um, I would say I'm very much like an, an anarcho-capitalist. I really do believe in capitalism. I believe in free market capitalism. I believe you should essentially make your money. You should do your thing. They've tried to bastardize capitalism in ter- in terms of like free market capitalism, which is just people interacting between each other like freely. They've tried to change what that is. They tried to almost like make people think that's communist. Uh, no, no, no. They've labeled that as cap capitalism but and they've said that that's bad when in reality 
what's actually bad is what's happening in our actual society, which is closer to crony capitalism, if you're being nice, communism, or true like industrial fascism, uh, which for a place like the States and China, I feel as well, it's very like industrialized fascist like a corporate olig- olig- oligarchy. Um, obviously based still off communism, right? But why late? Why over label things? It's all authoritarian, totalitarian, globalist agenda shit, right? But the states, right? It's all like it's the corporate corporations that control everything, right? Uh, anyway, back to your money. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um, you you might open a business, get some cash going with that. I think people should be honestly opening like speakeasies at this point. Open a speakeasy in a basement or something. Make it a bookshop. Or, or some front up top. But then down below. Or even a business where it's not even a shop. But it's like a real estate business or something. Or like a. Some like microgreens grower or something. But like you. But then you, you go and you to this one section. And you say the magic words. And you get through to like the secret underground basement speakeasy. That's I think people should be doing like counter economic stuff like that, where they uh, kind of push back, they fight the system from the inside out, and they uh, they don't worry about what these people want. Stop, like literally, forget about your taxes. I think we're at that point right now. I know it's crazy. But like literally, forget about your taxes. I know you were born into this system. We think we need to, we need to pay something. We're, we're oh, we. We owe it. For the roads we drive on the, you know, all the health care we receive, all this. When in reality, it's it's God's land, and we are just we're visitors on His land and not their land. Whoever the fuck they are, have we ever been formally introduced? Do you know where your fucking tax money is going? No, you don't. So stop pretending that you that. We don't know where the fuck our money, tax money goes. So forget about it. Forget about it. That, in, in a normal functioning society where your government is serving you, you would 
you might just go ahead and no problem, you pay your taxes. It's just a thing and all this. But in times like this, where your government is literally bending you over and fucking you with no lube, it might be time to reconsider that. So I want to form, I want to start a business now that is like almost completely cash, for example. And I have numerous ideas as to what that could be. You can go, ca- you can go cash with like any business, right? Um, I don't want to say you have to downscale, but you might have to be more selective with your client base. But I was already, even in 20, 2019, even before COVID, I was already into like counter economics. I wasn't down for government. I wasn't down for the state. I was, I found the concept to be weird. I found it weird that people work so much and get so little and don't experience this world. I found that to be a weird concept. Why are we serving them? And I knew there was a fucking them. That's these people's problem. They don't realize there is a them. There is a they. Yes, there is a they. Pull your head out of the fucking fact checkers and the mainstream media and the TV and realize you're being played. You're being duped. And your money, your money's all wrong. It's being hyperinflated. It's being inflated, hyperinflated. You're being taxed. The bank is trading your money, day trading your money. The the money you put into your bank account, they're day trading it. It's all so wrong. Your insurance is wrong. Your pension is wrong. All the money, your bank fee that you pay, that $10 even, Even that's wrong. They have fucked people in 11 different fucking ways with the money. Okay, let's talk about food. Okay, so the food... uh, Climate or eco space for us right now... It's it's a tough it's a tough one. It's tough to navigate. It's uh you really want to be I like it's tough to find truly organic plants and vegetables, right? Or fruits and vegetables, I should say. Um you go to the fruit market, it's probably still the same like pesticide Exposed stuff, not organic, who knows, right? Um, But we got to eat fruits and vegetables, but we also have to eat meat. I'm of the belief that we do need meat. Um, 
I've seen some <laughs> convincing survival shows in which a people's like a person's brain was starting to not function after a couple days if they had not been um if they had not found meat specifically to eat right so whether it be fish or a Uh, fish or deer or uh, frickin' um, a rabbit, whatever it might be, but they need those those fats. They need those need they need those fats in their diet because it supplies their brain with that. Like uh, the brain and and all these different parts of the body, they require fat. They break it down in order to to function and for development and all of this. Uh, you can get that protein from probably more sources than just meat, but things like also your sort of like your dairy, your cheese, your eggs, of course, and this. But you... One thing about like milk also is that we aren't getting like that pure, we need that unpasteurized milk. We shouldn't really be drinking milk. I don't really, I don't drink milk myself. That's been another big plus as well. I don't drink milk. I haven't for years. When I became a singer in a band, I found that the, it gave me like sort of a, bunged me up or like uh, gave me like phlegm in this when I was singing so I wanted those clear pipes that didn't have that phlegm and bullshit that you would get from milk so that was my transition away from milk and I think that was really good because unless we're getting it like from the true true source the unpasteurized milk directly fresh from a cow then we probably shouldn't be drinking that shit because uh, they do some, some next shit. Hormones, all this, right? So, but yeah, with food as well, you need your fruit, your vegetables, your meat, slow-releasing carbohydrates, and you can get that from like oatmeal, Sweet potatoes, that kind of thing. Those are good carbohydrates. But there's a lot of like sort of bad carbohydrates. Your bread, your white rice, uh, that kind of thing. And I'm not, it's not to say that you shouldn't have any of that. But like limit it maybe. And that leads me to Water. Let's talk about water and sleep. Um, I got a Berkey water purification system about uh, three months ago, maybe. And it's been great. It takes out the uh, 
fluoride and chlorine and a lot of the other chemicals that exist in your water. It cleans it out. I think there might be a uh, better water pur- purification system. Uh, maybe the uh, the Kangen, like distilled water and that kind of thing. I heard distilled water can really clean you out if you want to do like a detox. It really honestly, like it takes toxins out of your body. Distilled water. So... There might be even an upgrade from where I've gotten personally with my water. But uh, I'm pretty happy I made that change, uh, at least to this Berkey water, which is like highly filtered. It takes, it strips your water of a lot of those chemicals and all this. And they say maybe you, you need to make up for those like lost minerals or whatever, but like, are we really, <laughs> cause it strips your water, right? So are we really missing out on that many minerals and that like from, from not drinking city water? I, I feel like the benefit of stripping the chemicals probably outweighs the other part. Uh, I honestly need to look into that more. But I feel good. I feel good to not be drinking that uh, just right. I always used a Brita filter for many years. But this is definitely the step above the Brita. Okay. Your uh, Berkey, again. Hey, if you, want to, if you want to buy a Berkey, I'll send you a link. I don't have a commission uh, system set up yet. But uh, I could quickly set one up. <laughs> it's all about helping each other out, right? You know? Next thing you know, you're fucking selling Berkey fucking water, water filter systems. And you're... Uh, again, like... I just... I enjoy this particular machine. I got it for $350. Uh, it's actually not a machine. I shouldn't call it a machine. It's just like two cylinders that literally... Filter your water from like top part that where you pour your water in that then send it sends it through two charcoal cylinders. It filters through that and then it filters through like two fluoride reducing cylinders and then you're like you're good from there. But I do highly recommend the Berkey. Not a Berkey salesman, not yet. Um Improve your food, improve your water. Um, I do hear amazing things about the, 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 the distilled water thing. Like, it apparently is an amazing, like, it can clear all the toxins out of you. There's so many different things, so many different illnesses and sickness that people think is something else. They think it's, well, cancer, even something like cancer, apparently. If you do a true detox, you know, three days, seven days, a month, whatever it might be, where you just drink distilled water, it cleanses your body. It removes the toxins. And that, even something as simple as that, but maybe also drink, you know, eating organic fruits and vegetables, if they were truly organic and just cleansing your body you would then probably beat the cancer. 
But they don't want people to know that. Because Big Pharma, they got to make their money. It's all about control. It's all about power, profits, and population control. The three Ps. Next quick one, sleep. The best hours to sleep are from like 11 p.m. until 6 a.m. It's just to do with circadian rhythm. We sleep better between those hours. I know it's true. I don't always stick to it. But yeah, it's a thing. Family. It's good to spend more time with family. As I said, me and my brother, we, we really reconnected during this time. It was great. It is great. And I benefited a lot from a lot of his knowledge on this, this shit. Uh, exercise. Get a sweat going, you know? Like, it, it's so underestimated what that actually does. I got out rollerblading a couple weeks back. Just doing that, honestly, when I came back, I really felt the benefit. You can't underestimate that now. We don't know exactly where this is going. We feel like we're, we're fighting on the front line every single fucking day. Some of us, you know, we, and I'm, I'm literally talking about myself. It's like we wonder, like, is there hope? Well, don't fucking lose hope, you know? Like, there's a lot of us out here who you're not alone. You you do have other people who think exactly like you. There's many of us. They want... The media wants to portray it as if there aren't people who are opposed to the lockdowns, the, the jab, the masks. They want you to feel alone. They want to separate, segregate. They want people to feel alone. Like they're in this on their own. There used to be, before 2020, there was a lot of moments where you felt connected to a lot of things, right? They'd allow people to feel more of that. The Raptors game. The... Whatever the fuck it might be, your, your, your local sports team, this and that, your job, those celebratory moments, this and that, you know? They wanted people to feel that, they wanted the, the wheels to turn, they wanted things to move along slow, you know, slowly but steadily to produce their crops and all this and to milk society for all it's worth. But now, <laughs> here we are. And now the veil has been lifted and it's like, no, they don't care about you. And maybe you don't want to see it yet, but they don't care about you. Exercise. Um, take action. And that can be anything. That can be... Again, it can be the freedom rallies, it can be the massless shopping, it can be writing an email to a local politician, it can be 
writing an email to a local business that's not following the mask exemption, the mask bylaw appropriately, and they're creating their own rules and testing them on that, going in, seeing what they say, filming it, all these things that that's the that's the real revolution that's the the revolution will not be televised and that is the true revolution is uh not obeying these motherfuckers and then there's a myriad of different things we can do from there uh you know a written petition but a big one A group, a a mass uh, group of people who don't want to pay taxes anymore. A, you know, mass rallies on areas where it actually matters. Politicians' houses, businesses, um, political or government buildings. But... Taking action, what I found is uh, since since I started taking action, predominantly in twenty twenty one, it's actually it's helped me. It's helped to you get very you get in a, very, a place where you just dwell on stuff. You start to think it's the end. You start to think the powers that be have the power, but then. You change your narrative, you meet people, and you are reminded it's not over. You're not the only one. You're not alone. There's a lot of other people who feel the same way. And we're in like level one. If this goes from level one to fucking five or ten, we're in this together. But not their fucking bullshit. We're all in this, in this together with the fucking quote-unquote pandemic COVID-19. But the real we're all in this together. I don't care if you're fucking black, white, male, female, Asian, brown, old, young, Muslim, Christian, Jewish. Well... If you're a Zionist, though, you might have to leave. (laughs) Oh, the last one, the very last thing is talk about it. If you already know what's going on, which we do, we know the world's pretty fucked up right now. You need someone to vent to. You gotta vent. You gotta get this off your chest. All these things, these freedom rallies though, these maskless shopping events, these... The exercise, the spirituality, the better food, the better water, connecting with nature, spirituality. They're gonna lead you in the right direction to begin with, but...
They're all going to eventually lead you, though, to, to get closer to... To know you're on the right path. That's all you need to know. Are you serving, like... Who are you serving right now? Are you serving yourself? Are you serving the creator of the universe and that? Or are you serving some other agenda, you know? That's what people really need to ask themselves right now. And, uh, We're all a lot more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Debunked Daily. Stay strong, keep spreading the word, and remember, it's not a conspiracy theory if it's blatantly obvious and staring you right in the face. Take care, guys. See you in the next one.